Hello, I'm Sasha O'Connell, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to Mission Is Possible, a series of audio episodes where we will break down and dig into the management issues of particular relevance to the national security community. This is a joint project between GuideHouse, where I am a director in the national security practice, and the School of Public Affairs at American University. We are pleased to have you join us. In this episode, we're going to talk about the benefits and challenges of measuring mission impact within the national security agencies, specifically why it's important, what challenges arise when attempting to measure impact, and best practices and tips for successfully achieving those goals. As you will hear, we hosted a live discussion at American University on this topic, where leaders from TSA, CIA, GAO, and the State Department engaged with the audience on these important issues. Following the discussion, I had the opportunity to sit down with the panelists, and the content from those discussions is captured here. To kick off the conversation, we hear from Patty Cogswell, Acting Deputy Administrator for TSA. I am Patty Cogswell. I am the Deputy Administrator of the Transportation Security Administration. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. It was tremendous to have you on the panel today. Uh, Just to start off with, I was hoping you could talk just a little bit more about why you really think it's so important to measure mission impact. Specifically on the panel, we talked about outcomes versus activities. Can you talk a little bit from your perspective about why that's so critical? So all of us are charged with very important missions to accomplish. You do a lot of activities thinking that's going to add up to achieving the overall goal. If you aren't measuring whether or not you're achieving the goal, you can work very, very hard, but still not reach it. Absolutely. That's so true. Let's turn to Jeff Fowler, Deputy for Accessibility in CIA's Diversity and Inclusion Office. So what you actually have to do when you measure is measure not just activities. Activity measures are important but you can't get caught in a trick box of only measuring activities. You really have to find measures associated with the outcomes. And if you're really good at it, you're measuring both activities and outcomes, okay? And so you can actually then say, this activity is in fact leading to this outcome. Or if this activity isn't leading to this outcome, then you stop doing the activity or you draw it back or or whatnot. Yes, absolutely. We also have Mike Smith, Director of the Office of Global Programs and Initiatives in the Bureau of Political and Military Affairs at the State Department with us. Mike, I'm interested in hearing your perspective on why this is so important. Well, I think it's essential for us because uh, we really do need evidence-based decision-making in order to convey our efficiency and effectiveness to people who appropriate us money, whether it's uh, uh, OMB that's involved in the process, the Office of Management and Budget, the different appropriations committees on the Hill, they need to be able to understand the impact of the American taxpayers' dollars on what we're trying to achieve. Jeff, let me turn back to you for a moment. When we're talking about measuring outcomes, can you talk to us a bit about what that means? What are the types of things you can measure? You can measure your current state. You can identify a future state that you want to achieve. You can uh, identify the sort of the qualities or elements of that state. You can do a delta sort of analysis between your current state and your future state. You can uh, identify the types of things that you want to accomplish and measure your success. You can certainly do relative to cost, time. Mike, you talked a bit during the panel about assessing all of the activities you had going on to determine whether you were measuring things that mattered. Do you have anything to add here? Uh, We also took a look at 
determining how our programs align with national security uh, goals and objectives. That was probably the most fruitful part of what we did because the uh, offices within our bureau were then able to see the things that they've been doing in some cases for decades. They actually saw the correlation between those activities and our national security and foreign policy goals and objectives. Thanks, that's great. And was there a time when you had to change your trajectory based on the measures and how they aligned to your strategic priorities? So the things that we started out to measure aren't the things that we're necessarily measuring right now. We have to be sort of adaptable and agile to you know, the current environment. There are certain countries that we're trying to counter certain uh, types of their activities, and so we have to kind of audible based on what they're doing and figure out what to measure to sort of track that. That makes sense. It must be challenging at times to know whether you're on the right track. Patty, any thoughts on this? You are absolutely correct. It is very challenging. Number one challenge from my perspective is you need to be willing every so often to relook at everything you thought was 100% correct and say, do I have the right underlying data? Am I reaching the outcome I wanted? Is there another assumption I had made that is no longer holds or is no longer correct? Does the funding stream I was relying on still present, still viable? And then say, I may need to completely reapproach this problem. Patty, any final thoughts on this idea of why measuring outcomes is so important? The last piece I really want to highlight out of this is understanding what problem you're trying to solve and then do the metrics actually help you make decisions as to whether or not you're really trying to, you're actually solving it. You can have fantastic measures and be having really good numbers and making, and then you have to look and say, am I having the impact I wanted to make? You need to understand what does it mean in this context, what do I think is likely, this likely strategy to solve the problem, and then how do I align the metrics which incentivize behavior to solve an overall problem. Well said. I'd like to switch gears a bit if I can. Mike, you mentioned earlier the need to convey your efficiency and effectiveness to have people understand the impact of what you're trying to achieve. Are there challenges you face in doing that? How do you overcome those challenges? The biggest thing I think that we have to do is in terms of challenges uh, is managing expectations because we have a combination essentially of quantitative data and qualitative data and neither one of them by itself or even together can lead to actual causation or cause and effect. So what we have to do is manage expectations and be able to present to our different audiences a plausible correlation to explain the impact that we're, th we're having on a, on a given activity. Understood. Jeff, anything to add on this idea of conveying effectiveness? In metrics and, and you know, sort of what you measure, often if you are the one who can come to the table with a well-informed argument with effective measures that you know, will, will allow you to buttress that argument, you will win the day. Absolutely. Hearing you speak, it reminds me of storytelling, right? That it's a narrative that you're trying to explain and use qualitative and quantitative measures to kind of get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, it absolutely makes sense. I love, I love the reference to storytelling, too, because another analogy, of course. But stories, right? They have beginnings, middle, ends. They are a journey that you're taking a reader through. And the business of strategy and then ultimately the business of sort of measurement along the way, it really is effectively telling your story, how you stay on the narrative, if you will. Patty, I'd like to ask you, do you have any thoughts for us on the topic of storytelling? So I think the number one piece is the importance of retaining that overall interest in learning 
and looking at where you are going and why it's important to do what you're doing. If you can't tell a story, if you can't look at your metrics and say, how does this tell me about the health of my organization, what I'm investing in, what I need to do next if I just have one more dollar, it's time to think again. Thank you. I now want to turn to Nancy Kingsbury. Nancy is the Managing Director for Applied Research and Methods at GAO and a faculty member in the Key Executive Program at American University. Nancy, do you have any suggestions relating to the topic of telling your story? Being flexible. One of the things, and I, I, I talked during the panel about the shift to the social media world and how you get your message out and how you deal with stuff, which personally is, is quite foreign to me, but I have become convinced, partly because I see the impact of it in the public sphere, that it is a very useful way of communicating our message, not only to the Congress, but to the public. And if we don't get it to the public and the press, it won't get to Congress either because they won't pay attention. Exactly. So we've talked a lot about challenges. Challenges in determining what to measure, how to tell whether you're on the right track, how to tell your story. I'd like to ask you, Patty, whether you have any tips on how to navigate these challenges? So number one is having leaders and decision makers who care about this and understand the importance. One of the topics that we had on the panel was, how do I recruit people with this type of skill set. Uh, my perspective is everybody should have at least some of this skill set. Know how to use it, know why it's important, know why this is part and parcel of advocating for your program, for your activity, for your agency. So if you don't have those people who know it, understand it, use it, you don't build the true methodology and culture that goes along with it. Absolutely. Finding people with those critical skills is so important. Nancy, anything to add? Inside GAO, one of the things that I think we haven't talked very much about today is the importance of being open to talking with the staff who are actually doing the work to get their ideas. I'm in the process right now of a round of, of meetings with the staff in my team who work with another particular team. And I'm doing it for each of the other particular teams because I want to get a feel for what the culture is in that team, how we can be more effective with that team, and so forth. And it's proving to be, it's time consuming, but it's proving to be very helpful because they're on the ground actually having the arguments with whether you're going to publish the confidence intervals or not. Thank you. This has been a really enlightening discussion. Before we wrap up, I'd like to go to you, Jeff, and ask you whether you have any best practices or tips you'd like to share with our audience. A couple of things come to mind. So first, most people want to measure whether you hit the target, if you will, right? And, and that's important, you know, and if you can get that measure, that's great. But sometimes that sort of measure is elusive. But that doesn't mean you are, uh, you can't measure, right? And so other things that you can measure are uh, what I'd refer to as the, the trueness of your trajectory, right? So what objectives do you have in terms of the actual execution of your mission? So because in truth, the, the, the target, if you will, is often receding, right? Just like the horizon on a journey. It's often, it, it recedes, right? But so you have to measure the trueness of your trajectory in order to ensure that you are making the journey effectively, if you will. The other is, and I suppose I should just refer to what I just said, is the importance of analogy. A lot of times I have found over the years that folks find it difficult to determine what are the specific questions that the answers to which would inform their thinking uh, with respect to a particular outcome and whether they want to make a decision one way or the other. Perfect. Thank you so much. Mike, over to you. Any final words for our audience? I would say definitely really two things. To take the long view 
look at uh, your metrics over time and, and make sure they're doing what you want, uh, making sure they're relevant to the sort of uh, the situation that you're faced. And the second thing would be to, it's, it's better, the more that you can inculcate a culture of metrics and evaluation, of data gathering throughout your organization where everybody is involved and has a stake in it, I think the more effective you'll be. Excellent closing thoughts. Thanks so much, Mike. And on that note, I'd like to thank all of our panelists for their time to talk with us today and to share their thoughts and insights into this critically important topic of measuring mission impact. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To find more information on the GuideHouse American University Mission is Possible speaker series, please visit us at guidehouse.com.